good morning, afternoon, or evening. Please delete as appropriate. Hello there, and welcome to this, the extra, extra happy, happy episode of Material, Material number 347. We've all been looking forward to this because when you add three plus four, you get seven, which is a lucky number. You got another seven after that, another lucky number. We are two lucky, lucky, happy people. And by the two of us, of course, I mean myself, Andy Notko, and Florence Ion. Flo, how are you doing today? I am going to just push on through. I'm doing this for you right now because <laughs> I am feeling the opposite. But I don't, I also don't want to like bring us down with an egg. So I'm going to try and stay with the pause. You make, you, you, you make me feel like a like a little boy with like a like a low blood cell count that the slugger says, you know what, oh, you know what Andy, I'm going to do this one for you. I want you to listen to that live stream. And when I hit that home run of a of a of a lo- logistical realization, it's going to be for you. I have to tell you something regretful, regretfully, I should say, <laughs> Um Right before we started recording, actually, Andy and I have just been super tired this week. It was a full moon this week. We both had full workloads and like one on top of the other, plus like the general, you know, life just really gets to you and you're tired. So I was, you know, coming in out of a little pre-podcast news and (laughs) I was looking through on my TikTok and of course, I got served. We are the world. <laughs> Everybody on stage. There's Diana Ross, her fabulous outfit, singing. Oh, God, who was alongside just oh all of the late 80s greatests. Um, I'm sorry that that happened right before this because I immediately thought of you and just how we always like kind of make fun of it by singing the the Simpsons version of the song. And well, I just wanted to let you know, I was thinking about you. Oh, that's, that's, that's always lovely. I mean, I, I, but now I'm singing that song in my head. And by the way, by the way, I had to ask my husband. Oh, this is terrible. By the way, what I'm about to say, but I had to ask my husband, um, what, what were they singing about? Because I actually didn't know. We're sending our love down the well, all the way down. They were singing about. I think I think the, I think the the hook was that uh, Bart ha, Bart was paying, playing a prank by making people think that like with a walkie-talkie he was like all the way down the well. And he oh got no, no, of, I mean the original song, the one oh, that they are okay. parodying. This like was, I actually the, didn't know what the. There comes a time. Oh, this okay. This was when. Yeah. Now this this was a. Now this is a sad moment in which, well, it wasn't a it was a proud moment. Oh, but my not memory a proud was moment. jogged. the The mm-hmm. idea the idea was that um, Africa, which, as you know, is a big country, not a continent with lots and lots of little countries in it. Uh, it is one country, and it's filled filled with the uh, starving people. Not again a ver- variety of cultures and economic classes, many of which are doing certain things and other things. Uh, and that they deserve our pity. And because we are a largely white uh, culture, it's our duty and responsibility as right. white people to help right. these poor the bastards. quote unquote. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and it was, yeah. As, well, as, Diana as, Ross was there. <laughs> well, again, as, 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 the, access, no, as the accessory <laughs> slash minder of Michael Jackson, I think. I know, I know. Uh, this stuff has just really been coming up a lot lately it's i'm not happy about it 
um, we're having a weird resurgence back to this timeline because one Paris Hilton's mother is on the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and she loves to bring up Michael Jackson as her token black friend. It's I swear <laughs> to God, Andy, it is 2022. And this is a time. This is a storyline. And reality television. Anyway, let, let me tell I didn't you mean for us to start about, this way. Let me but. tell you something about Michael Jackson. <laughs> he never laid a single finger on me and all the time. And believe me, I was giving him the whole store. I was saying, hey, the bar's open, <sighs> Michael. And he didn't. He was such a gentleman all the time. Yeah. I want everyone to vote, by the way. Would you like me and Andy to do a whole just like bonus episode of us? Going deep into this because actually, actually that that's that's I've a, been doing that some should be that should be on the docket research. for a bonus episode because I don't watch I don't I think the last episode of any of the Real Housewives I watched was when uh one of them was like married to Kelsey Grammer and oh yeah and he she's he, awful and yeah. in the uh and I I watched it only because gee I wonder what like Kelsey Grammer would be like on one of those shows and of course <laughs> later on I learned exactly why it came off exactly the way it did that they were going through an absolutely brutal divorce and that part of like the like oh, negotiation boy. was and and you have to do one episode at least one episode of my TV show and support me and so that's why he was like so still he was so stilted and so like completely Fraser. He trained. left her something. He left her something before they divorced. Before he left her for a younger woman. Yeah. Anyway, oh anyway, god, well, I didn't mean to take us there, but no, I it's, did. it's fine. But it, you, but you you do have a point. Like for the bonus episodes in which we can go completely freewheel, unlike right now, and we're we're focused on Google and its effects. We, we got to reel back in. We got to bring it back to yeah, Google. That, it, it would be fun. This as someone who's seen exactly one episode that you you couldn't like. Uh, you can give me homework of like a batch of episodes to watch that are available on streaming and we will compare notes as an experienced guide to this culture versus newbie with fresh eyes who have, who has not been inside the monkey house long enough to be able to ignore the stink and we'll compare notes. That should be fun. <sighs> and if you want to watch, if you want to listen to this, go to relay.fm slash material. Yes, please. And become a member mm-hmm. of the relay, relay community. Yeah, we're, we're we're working on these episodes. On mm. just so you guys know. Yeah. Well, I'm uh, okay. I'm I'm. I've, this is actually this is a as it happens. I'm I'm suffering my own l- tiny little pain for my own reality TV addiction. What? So, th- so there's only one piece of reality TV that I absolutely love, and that's The Amazing Race, which almost mm-hmm. doesn't even qualify as a reality TV show because it's like. It's reality TV, Andy. It's just that you're from that camp, and I'm from this camp, and no, that's okay. See, I, okay, I, I th- here's here's why I take that stance. <laughs> that I, I acknowledge this is a TV show. I acknowledge that the producers have to uh, run this show in such a way that they get a TV show out of it, and not just Slight a whole bunch of footage, mm-hmm. right? But the but the thing is that whereas on almost every other reality competition show you're at the end of the first episode and you see okay here are the 10 people one person is going to be eliminated every week here's the person that's going to be voted off the first week here is the three people that are going to make it to the very end because they've been cast as like the mm-hmm. central storyline that has to be mm-hmm. a through line. There is going to be a red herring pair that we that we're supposed to think has the cunning and guile to get through, but the producers are going to make sure they never get they never get there. Whereas the Amazing Race, it's like you can they can they can 
if they if the producers wanted to pick some people that they really really wanted to make it to the very very end, like they said, oh, and we and the, we have the 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 gymnast team who two former uh, former sub Olympic gymnasts, uh, the housewives, two uh, lifelong friends, the uh, housewives. And the ex-president's team, right. uh, President Barack Obama and President Bill Clinton. Like, would it be? I, we would really love it for these two to make it to the very, very end because we're sure that people are going to want to watch like two ex-presidents try to like get in a taxi in a country they've never been to before and they don't speak the language and they don't and they never really learned any diplomacy. But then, like, at the, in the middle of the first episode. They get a they they hail a cab as as directed to get to like the first pit stop the the first uh, the first roadblock, and the person decides that oh well I've got Bill Clinton and Barack Obama in my cab I'm gonna take I'm gonna take them to the airport as they've asked me to but first I'm gonna detour for two hours so they can see everyone in my village can see them and that's the sort of thing that happens where it's like okay we d- we did not we did not predict that in, in the, uh, uh, we did not predict that this person for instance i'm citing an actual example would actually take so long to find the clue a clue envelope that we hid in a bale of hay that every team would arrive and pass them and then finally it will get so dark and so late that phil the host has to actually leave the leave like the end of the end of the show area to go to that field to eliminate them so that he can make his plane to get to the next part of the show that's what I'm talking about. You but won't what, see that on The Bachelor. See exactly. They'd be like <laughs> at some point. At some point, there'd be oh yes, you know. You, you, well, a I don't think anybody on The Bachelor has the guts to like spend nine hours in a field in the middle of Holland or whatever digging through hay bales for a yellow clue envelope. Nine hours. It, oh, oh my God! It was just it was it wasn't even like oh my God these people are so pathetic. If you're a fan of the show, you realize that some of these tasks seem easy, but they're really really difficult. And if you're just not getting it, maybe you'll never get it. And it was literally like everybody else would like run in, and there were like a hundred hay bales like in there. So it's not as though like there was this one little pile to search. It's like you if you didn't maybe this one doesn't. You think oh maybe this one doesn't have one a clue envelope. But I'll move on to the next one. But everybody else was like zipping in. Okay, uh, who who's ready to bail to to, to bail out of here? Uh, I'll do it. Okay, go look for the clue of God. And, oh geez, not this one. It's not this one. Hey, look, there it is over there. Great. All right, woo. Well, you're great. You're great. Okay, now go to the next clue. Next clue. Next clue. Meanwhile, this other person is like on their ninth, tenth, eleventh, twelfth. And it's heartbreaking. And you're like, oh, man, I, w- I could not. I know I could not necessarily do better than this person. But it's like, oh, you feel so much sympathy for them. Uh, you just and th- that's that's why it's like these random things that make this show better than any other reality competition show. And again, I'm I'm sure that there are ways of them to finagle things. But I think it's more to finagle things to make sure that, look, it'll cost us three hundred and twenty thousand dollars. <laughs> If if there are two teams that are right. in Istanbul and there are still four teams in France, right, 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 we we have to get away. We have to do we have to do a pit stop where oh now you get you have to go to the cheese factory and oh well here it is it's eleven p.m. and the cheese factory doesn't open until ten. Gee, I wonder if everybody else is going to catch up to us now, Phil. But so what what what, it, what but the way I got kind of hosed is because and in a good way is that there was oh here again. Classic example. Now, this is going to be a spoiler for people who haven't seen this week's episode of The Amazing Race. It's not a huge, huge spoiler, but it's a typical thing. So there was a they're they're in Greece, and according to the clue, they had to uh, go to this find this uh, this souvlaki stand, uh, which the 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 operator of the <laughs> okay. stand will make them a souvlaki, 
and then they will get their next clue and they can then go they'll f- find out where to go for the next part of the for, for the next uh, trial of the race and so but the thing is so the person like okay first you have to spell suvlaki and actually a couple of people had a problem with that but okay great so then they're they're made a delicious looking like choice of pork or chicken suvlaki i mean this Sweet thing chicken. looked delicious and because there are like six or seven teams we got to see like seven preparations of this oh. and it's just delicious and as it and as it turned out like people would like finish the suvlaki and then say okay i've eaten the suvlaki now hand me the clue envelope and she would just like sort of say just shake her head no like okay what am i missing what they had to, what they had to miss, figure out is that the paper that the suvlaki was wrapped in had like the name of a city name of a town in it and so which Four out of four out of five times results in somebody's. Eventually, the penny drops. They scramble back to the to the garbage can next to the next to the Zavlaki stand and say, "Oh, ah, there it is. Okay, got it, got it, got it." But there there's this one couple that didn't get it, and so they thought that maybe like we were supposed to eat it a certain way, or we didn't like say the right words, so they had to eat like another Zavlaki, which is okay, not not a bad punishment because it's delicious Zavlaki, and they wound up coming in last and being eliminated. But here's but here's and the deal. having gastrointestinal problems from oh, but, oh my yes. god so delicious so so unfortunately so I, I watched it i'm watching this like at one or two in the morning and i'm like there's no place i can get suvlaki at two in the morning <laughs> in southern new england can i <laughs> worth, worth checking definitely this worth checking you wish but... you were in a big city <laughs> yeah well okay, now, now here's the here's the funny thing so all along uh, as as you said earlier we uh, both of us have been working really really hard this week and I haven't gotten any takeout yet this week. I'm allowed. I allow Good myself. For you. I'm allowed. I allow myself two. My 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 end of the week pizza mm. and like a, a I, I, I can I can call an audible once and like get a burger or get us get a sandwich. Right. And I was been looking forward to you know what I've got so much work to do tonight. I got to write like the NPR show for Friday and plus I got to finish writing this show doc for material. Uh, and you. so you know what I'm gonna get I'm gonna get a burger I'm just gonna get, get a takeout burger and while I was waiting for the takeout burger from the place next door to be finished made I'm looking at the board where they have all the sandwiches like yes they have souvlaki so I'm like oh I could be I could have been having souvlaki as early as 3 p.m. this afternoon like not 12 hours after I feel like now you have to get souvlaki because this has just been following you around and by I the way to. we also like before we started recording souvlaki was added to our show notes because it just just came up i just again I, I i felt as though it was an important thing to mention because i'm I, see i don't know if your brain works the same way as mine in this regard but sometimes like there is like a flag just like on a cpu that is set too high or low mm. and once the the I, i've got this now need suvlaki flag that's set to one and it's going to continue to throw up like alerts I know, until I, I clear thinking. that flag and by getting Suvlaki. So I'm I trying. I feel to, like both of us should get Suvlaki this weekend just yeah. to make up for that. See, I'm 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 just trying to decide whether. See, usually I get my pizza on Friday nights, and Friday night is tomorrow night. So it's like, do I get the pizza Friday night and then the Suvlaki Saturday night, or do I switch it up because pizza is more of an end of the week sort of thing. It is a three day weekend for a lot of folks, so oh, you could always just do point. it Sunday night, Suvlaki Sunday. Mm-hmm. Suvlaki Sunday. <laughs> Good. I like a theme. Unf- unfortunately, unfortunately, they're closed. Believe it or not, they're closed on Sundays. Like they're really, like really popular. Good drunk. Orthodox Greek, Greek yeah. Orthodox people should be okay. Oh, you. Oh, so, well, that, that also reminds me. One, one of the one of the one of the most brutal challenges was they had to listen to like a priest 
at, at, at a church, give a 15 minute lecture on Greek Orthodox saints. And then like they'd go, they have to run back outside to like this table. I could have benefited where, from that. Yeah. Well, no, see, again, if, if if you're Catholic, or if you're any sort of faith where like they're really heavy on the saint mythology, you had you clearly had an edge here because they're going to ask you a quiz about okay, which saint was uh, was was uh, was a master of poisons, and then you'd have to like find the icon on the table that represented that saint because you've been shown that in the book when and there's some people who got it immediately, some people who wallowed for a while. See again. That's the that's the other thing. You can't. Pre- they can't predict how people are going to react to it. the The first team to arrive there thought that the, the clue had something about say answer a quiz about five saints. So they thought that as soon as the priest got to the priest number uh, to saint number five, they could run run away and take the quiz, not knowing that uh, dude, there's still like ten more saints in the book that you you have to hear the stories of. But hey. If you if you want to think if you want to hope that maybe they just happen to start with the five that are going to be in the answers, go right ahead. Anyway, so I, I'm going to encourage everybody this week to get Suvlaki. How, just just as one should uh, accept truth in whatever form it comes to you, whether be in the form of religion or just simply respect and love for humanity. Take Suvlaki into your life this week, and whatever whether whether it it be in the form of an actual Suvlaki. A sub, a hoagie, a grinder, a wrap, mm. uh, per a, a, a chimichanga, <laughs> exactly. And, and, and we should be ecumenical about your meats wrapped in carbohydrates because clearly there is one love expressed in that form. Hey, but, but uh, that's about that's the wrap up of these reality show wrap up for the first uh, uh, forty three minutes of the show. Let's talk about Google. Uh, we do have a sh- we do have a show planned. Uh, f- actually, this was this was a really for for a week in which we were both really busy already. There was a lot of big Google news that just dropped out of the blue. Uh, Google has another answer <laughs> to, for remaking advertising in its own image, although they double plus pinky promise this time that it's totally not that um also it's february which means of course that the creeping gloom of winter uh now threatens to suffocate you like a thick layer of cement and traditionally uh, google releases the first developer preview of the new android operating system uh and here's a here's a surprise it runs windows no, not joking. It does. Uh, and finally, uh, Google wants you to turn your barely functioning old Mac or PC into a fresh-faced and fancy, fancy-free Chromebook, courtesy of Chrome OS Flex. I installed that on a whole bunch of computers in my house. Uh, it was a lot of fun, but we can't start the fun until we take this break, which we desperately, desperately need because I have a caffeinated beverage at my arm. And although you might not notice because the, the fraud of the uh, speed and uh, cadence of my speech. It's, it's after midnight, and I need the caffeine back after this. So, yes, indeed, uh, Google is now taking a third swing at f- solving the problem of how do you continue to be a business that makes tons of money off of ads without getting clobbered to death by regulators or killed mm. to death by a company like, I don't know, Apple, uh, hmm. re- removing the infrastructure that you need to serve right. ads. Uh, Google always, however, will have an ace in their pocket that Facebook will never have, which is they have the Chrome browser, uh, which has mm-hmm. 63% of the worldwide browser market. And that's not as of like a year ago. That was like as of three weeks ago, as of January. Uh, we are so literally f- going through Chrome right now. Exactly. Our little duo video call. Right. We have a, it's a, we, my, the show doc is through a Chrome <laughs> window. We are using the chat through a Chrome window. 
Yeah, perhaps they have some power we over it. We use the product. Uh, the, and sh- shall we also point out that Apple, which is close to a two, $3 trillion company who mm-hmm. run, has the uh, single most easily the single most popular phone in the United States of America, has a 20% market share, and they're number two, less than one-third. And remember that every single browser that runs on every single iPhone and other iOS device essentially runs Safari, even like the even the third-party apps that pop up a web view. Uh, Firefox, mm-hmm. but there's com- competition. They're limping in at 4%, so good on you. Uh, Edge gets the good try badge. <laughs> Don't. Why? Why is everybody so rude to Edge? It's fine. It's a good PDF reader. We only make fun of it in the sense that it has negligible market share. Other than that. It's a fine browser. It has many, has many, many reasons to be very, very, very <laughs> proud. So, but, but, so before we talk about like Google's, again, third swing at redefining how ads are served uh, and privacy is protected, quote unquote, as well as profits uh, across the browser and mobile space, like is, is Google's like triple dominance over the browser market, like an impossible advantage for anybody else to ever overcome and also impossible for legislators to overlook. It, it just feels like the Chrome browser is always this huge multicolored flashing button in the middle of google's chest saying to tear apart my company through antitrust just press here gently because it's not even a very 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 hard to press button who saw this coming too in the beginning heydays chrome was just like this third browser of the the big two you know which was what internet explorer and safari and then this little third one came in and kind of changed the way that browsers handle memory of all things. And uh, suddenly now it's just this platform that, and we'll talk about this later, can now unfurl into its own, its very own little self-contained operating system. Um, It's kind of sinister in a way. Yeah, I see. I I keep kind of going back and forth on this. Like in, in principle, I think it's a bad thing when any one private company owns something as much Certainly. as chrome disney as Google <clears throat> okay tr- exactly that's a good that's a that's a good example but i try not to get there because we've we've already spent uh, we've already spent time talking yeah. about reality television <laughs> if i'm if we're, if we're gonna if i'm trying so hard to like steer into the skid and not fly off into andy talks about why he's so upset about what's being done to not only all of his marvel beloved marvel comics properties but also all of his beloved star wars properties we have a support group that meets on thursdays right after this podcast Uh, lots and lots and (laughs) lots of drinking but yeah it's it's like but also there are things that i think that google has accomplished for the world's world's internet culture through Mm. chrome that might mm-hmm. not have been possible if if there had been like a five way race for for number one and a constant like swapping out of who's one two and three they they their support and aggressive support of the browser not as simply a content window but as a canvas for apps is what coincidentally made Chrome OS possible the idea that you mm-hmm. can really just get your entire life done computationally speaking through a web browser. But it's like they are also making money Voila. through. Yeah. So, like, how, how how can they possibly ever expect to be able to decide uh, how ads are served, maintaining privacy, security, and dignity, without ever being just shot down completely as saying, "But you you're eighty percent of the ad market as well. How are you not 
creating this system that it doesn't matter. Like it's, it's, it's like, like, so it's like someone who cheated on you and they totally repented and they totally changed their ways. And, but no matter how much they say, Oh, by the way, of course I'm wearing a GPS tracker. I'm also wearing a camera, like on the special helmet that I'm wearing at all times. So you can always check in on me and see me. It's like, how can you still like trust? It's like, it's almost like there's nothing they can do to make people think that there's no way there's gaming. They're gaming the market. I do feel like that maybe there is a little bit of distrust coming through or maybe not distrust, but just people are realizing that there are other tools at their disposal besides the Googs. I just saying that I'm saying this anecdotally, but I do recall reading something earlier this week in between about of procrastination on the task at hand, which was that, uh, more people are skipping the Google process or they're Googling for the next step to what they need to look for something. (laughs) If I need to start that over. So basically like sometimes people will go, like I've said before to TikTok to look up something or they'll go to YouTube. I think you actually mentioned that in our podcast last week. And so just like thinking about some of these changes, um, I know it's not super directly related, but I'm just thinking yeah. bigger picture. It's it's weird, and the, and and the thing that makes it more difficult for me is thinking that, oddly enough, a company like Apple that manifests absolutely dictatorial control over all of its hardware, they're one of the few companies that can simply say, "Okay, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna make it so that 90% of iPhone users will not want to allow you to track them because we're gonna make that real freaking visible. We're gonna make everyone, and we have the power to make sure that all of our developers support this plan we have. And there's really nothing you can do mm. about it. And so this is why Facebook has said, yeah, we're probably gonna lose about $10 billion this year because of that little switch that got flipped. Thank you very it's much. okay, Andy. They're gonna shift to the metaverse. It'll be fine. Uh, They'll yeah, make money go. there. They'll make, they'll make money on custom pants because you want to have your own yeah. special signature yeah. pants. Oh, yeah. But the but that's that's what I'm getting at, where the uh, Google does have the ability to say, OK, you know what? We we control this much of the browser market. We can so we control mm-hmm. so much of what get, what ads uh, and information gets transported over. We are therefore going sure. to dictate uh, how you get to access that information. So instead of having to ask nicely for all these ad networks to please stop using this technology and try to educate everybody on what ad blockers or ad uh, ad layers to add onto whatever browser they're using, they can simply say, guess what? This third-party uh, brow- uh, track, uh, cookie tracker is not working for us, not working for anybody. Everybody hates it, so we're simply not going to support it in the future. Deal with it. <sighs> so what is Google gonna do? Yeah. So, so I don't know. It might be an unsolvable problem, but uh, so this is so this is what they announced just uh, just yesterday. So they announced a uh, they're calling the privacy sandbox for Android. This is fun. <laughs> it's yeah. It, it's not it's not actually all that different from what Apple did with their uh, app app tracking transparency feature, which basically uh, there's a unique unique advertising ID on the iPhone and essentially what that feature did is simply said if you want to access this you have to ask the user to for permission to access this and also explain that it might compromise their privacy and explain exactly what you want to use it for and by actual measurement 90 percent 
of users were saying, eh, no, you can't. No, I don't want you to have access to this. Um, Google is trying is trying something else. They're, they're, they're mentioning it as a multi-year initiative to overhaul mobile advertising on Android and on the web mm. um, with the goals of uh, limit the sharing of user data with third parties, uh, somehow operate advertising without cross-app identifiers, including the uh, Google's own advertising ID. Um, they said in their blog post, quote, we're also exploring technologies that reduce the potential for covert data collection, including safer ways for apps to integrate with advertising SDKs. So it will totally replace third party, third party cookies. But and here is where they're being very diplomatic and very long range thinking about this. Uh, although they're saying the third party cookies support will, will end, but they're not going to end that for at least two years so that the industry as a whole will have a couple years to pivot slash adapt slash adopt as Google continues to support the current identifiers. Um, all through, they, they basically had two different blog posts about this, one that was seemingly for general consumptions and one that was kind of targeted at regulators. Uh, in the first one, there was definitely not a subtle swipe at Apple's move last year. Here's what they said, quote, we realize that other platforms have taken a different approach to ads privacy, bluntly restricting existing technologies used by developers and advertisers. We believe that without first providing a privacy preserving alternative path, such approaches can be ineffective and lead to worse outcomes for user privacy and developer businesses. So they're saying that they want to work explicitly. They want to work with other members of the ad and app industry. They also want to work with regulators. They want to work with consumer advocates as they figure out how this new sandbox is going to work. Um, in the blog post, it seems to be uh, uh, targeted towards regulators. Uh, they said that they they promised that Google's ad business is not going to be given preferential treatment in Chrome. Um, they're also making a lot of commitments here. They're, apparently, they had a lot of talk with uh, the UK's Competition and Markets Authority, as well as the UK's Information Commissioner's Office. They Later on in the blog post, they uh, sort of offhandedly mentioned that they've been talking to uh, the CMA for like three months about this before they even made this announcement. So they're saying that they're going to design the system with regulatory oversight and input from both of these agencies, including legally binding commitments um, they will run plans to pull their, their plans for sunsetting third-party cookies. They'll run those past CMA before they act to make sure that they're compliant with local anti-competitive regulations in the UK. Um, the ICO also has already published guidelines, expectations for any future online ad proposals. And Google is promising that whatever they come up with will meet those. Uh, and they've, as they said in the blog post, that this has already been accepted by the CMA. They've been in talks with them for months. So – it really it's whereas two previous times they've mentioned here's specifically how we're going to kill third party cookies, which led almost everybody to dogpile on and saying, well, guess what? We're not going to support this. This is just you gilding your own lily. Screw you, Google. You're the enemy. We mm. hate you. They're basically saying we're going to do we're instead of announcing what they're going to do, they're announcing how they're going to proceed about deciding what they're going to do, which seems like actually a very smart way to go about it. Yeah, I'm trying to just figure out if what exactly what part of this is dubious. Um, yeah, because I'm not going to just accept it at face value as, right. oh, this is great. This is going to fix everything. That's a problem with Android. Google has been fighting this narrative for years. Remember, like back in the day before they even had security updates <laughs> for Android, 
what a big deal that was. The fact that they were just being <clears throat> transparent about the last time an Android device got updated. And so there's got to be some... I'm like quickly just trying to read through because I haven't had time to fully delve into this news this week to kind of really understand like what the fine print of all this is. But the thing is, though, Andy, there's a possibility, right? You correct me if I'm wrong, that this could just be constantly evolving because it sounds like this is just the commitment to start changing yeah. things, not the end all be all of what's going to change. Yeah, I, I was that's that's what I was looking hard for, like all day today to see if there's any place in the official documents and the official blog post. They mention nothing of actual implementation, just on how they're going to proceed about it. And also, again, regulatory mm. controls that they're agreeing to. And like actually like legal, a couple of them are actually like legally binding commitments that they're making, which is uh, it makes it harder to weasel out of those specific statements, but not impossible. But that's the sort of thing we like to see. But yeah, you're right. I don't think they've said anything specific about how they mean to do this, but perhaps they, I don't know what one, I'll say that one interpret, I see, I don't want to be a, I don't want to be a dope. And so we'll say, well, look at all this stuff that Google put on their blog post. And they said to certain other people like on Twitter and to like people that gave interviews with, that all sounds good. I'm sure everything's going to be great. It's happy, 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 happy bunny, happy bunny clown days. And, you know, yeah, that's that's how you turn yourself into a complete dope. However, the the difference between saying, here's what we're going to do. We're going to be implementing this over the next year and everyone's just going to have to deal with it versus we don't know what we're, our goal is to eliminate third party third party cookies as as uh, and enhance the privacy limit people's access to, excuse me apps and webs web apps ability to identify a phone specifically while still enabling advertising uh, initiatives to happen uh we're but we're going to have we realize that we have to talk to, we can't just simply rule by fiat unlike apple who just simply flips a switch we're going to have to uh, see what's good for us. We're also going to have to talk to other people who operate in the ad space. We're going to have to talk to developers. We're going to have to talk to people who speak for consumers and we're going to have to talk to regulators. Like one of the things I was trying to uh, chase down was why specifically they're uh, they're mentioning UK regulators uh, and watchdogs and agencies and not specific, not like other governments in the, in the, in the EU, such as, you know, the French other other countries that specifically have uh, like the eu which has said basically or the gdpr uh is should needs to put an end to like all of google's uh uh, google's uh metrics uh google fonts everything google does has to be shut down to made or be made compliant with the gdpr all based on one uh, one very 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 powerful uh and long influencing lawsuit like maybe they were using this as a we can do. We know. Thank, thank God, the British are are not part of the EU anymore. We can basically use them as a sandbox version of the EU. If we can make them happy, maybe that will harden this. When by the time we propose it to the EU, they will run out of legal arguments to throw against us. A sandbox of a sandbox. Exactly. Well, you know that's that that, that if, I don't know if you remember all the way back to when you were like four or five, six years old, but. There was the big sandbox, and then there was like where the weird little kids are, the ones that are probably like peeing right into the sand. So it was almost it was almost like there was a sandbox version of the sandbox yeah. where the normal kids will share their toys, play nicely. We still had those. Oh, good. <laughs> we still had the clumpy sandboxes. Yeah. 
so they they did manage to get some good feed uh, the good good comments from uh, public comments from other industry titans like like snap that industry titan snap uh, of of the snapchat app yeah uh snap you know it's okay uh but so they got a quote about support uh facebook uh facebook's uh, vice president of product marketing uh graham mudd uh mentioned uh, reacted on twitter i'm quoting here it is encouraging to see this long-term collaborative approach to privacy protective personalized advertising from google we look forward to continued work with them and the industry on privacy enhancing tech through industry groups yeah i mean it's well so we do have to wait collaborative and see. approach collaborative. oh people are going to collaborate with us so we can keep doing our business of course we're gonna because we know this meta thing is just exactly. gonna I'm going to have to insist that half of this happened in the metaverse because we got to start monetizing that son of a bitch. I don't know if you, I don't know if you read our company report, but we've been spending, spending, spending. I'm sorry. You mean you don't have a virtual pair of Adidas? (laughs) We can sell them to you for $10 billion, please, please. For $65.99 plus tax. Did I say Adidas's? I mean Yeezy's, Yeezy foams, which are two words that I've, I've read. I don't know. He's been, he's been on a. Mm, he's been on a tirade. I don't know oh, how much God. his stuff is worth right now. <laughs> do you, do you th- that that was... he's having another public meltdown? It's bad. Yeah. It's really bad. It's it's bad. See, I, I, I we're, we're getting a. Uh, I, I think this is a valuable sidetrack, but yeah, that's that's the sort of thing where, well, base, basically there was an there was like an all hands all staff meeting in which. <laughs> Captain Bly got all got everyone together on the deck of this mighty ship and said, "From now on, you're going to be calling you're going to be calling each other metamates, not not by your names, metamates. And your new edict is in your your priorities are in the following order: Meta, the company, metamates, your coworkers, and then me. And by me, I mean me, Mark Zuckerberg. Wait, I'm being handed a note. Apparently." By me, I mean you. So, but but I still don't want there to be any confusion here. You are third on your list of self priorities as an employee of this company, and I'm like, this is exactly the sort of thing that if you are the CEO of a once trillion dollar company and then two weeks later, six even six hundred billion dollar company, still pretty, still pretty, uh, uh, still pretty, uh, pretty impressive. You have enough people around you to say, well, sir. I'm just going to have a little looky-wooky at these comments that you put here on the teleprompter, and let's just walk through some problems that I see with the messaging here. Again, we think that people will think you're absolutely unhinged and dysfunctional. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe he's trying to tank the company so much he can afford to like buy more of the stock back. <laughs> and like taken into a private company again. I don't know. Oh. Is he trying to spring time for Hitler, the company or something? Yeah, we are. It's It's been a week, folks. It's been such a week. We haven't really had time to sit with. Ugh. I, 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 will, gotta... I, I would like to throw in, though, a little advertising here for my other podcast, Gadgets. If you'd like sure. to have a little more discussion on the metamates and the absurdity of it all, please go check it out. It's a podcast I do yeah. over at gizmodo.com. I had to normally I come up normally I provide like little briefings sheets on four or five different topics for uh, for my weekly NPR thing. Right. And the two hosts of the four hour like news program basically choose and get to whichever ones they want to. But I I, Mm -hmm. I basically choose off this list. And tonight I had to like stop at three because I still had 
the thing is, the only reason why I've got this MetaMates thing on my on my short list because it's so stupid that I kind of want to discuss just how stupid this is. <laughs> and is that the most helpful use of Boston's NPR station for for anywhere from two to ten minutes? And I'm like, if, if I were a better human being, I would say, no, no, you, Andy, you're just being mean. It doesn't. It, people, you, you at, at the core, you'll be reiterating things you've already said about Facebook, which is that Mark Zuckerberg is very much a loose cannon and very much the biggest problem with Facebook, and that if there's any hope of turning this company around, it is in shuffling him off to uh, to founder emeritus status without any actual power. But you just want to spend time on radio talking about how odd this man is and that's people you know people spend a lot of time in junior high talking about how odd you were i don't think you liked it very much of course i didn't have 600 billion dollars like i was gonna say to 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 to, to, to cry into like on, on yeah home. i was like, gonna say we're being taxed yeah on our very little pittance that we uh, okay so. I, think, I think i think anyway i think now i'm empowering myself to <laughs> to talk about this on NPR tomorrow. Uh yes. but let's 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 take a break while we contemplate. Yeah, let's take a breather after our, that one. Our, our, we contemplate our higher higher natures mm-hmm. here. We got our first look at Android 13 Tiramisu that is traditional. I you know, I almost thought that oh wow, isn't that weird that they the first developer preview uh, dropped so early, but then I said no, it usually happens like sometime around now. Uh, I, I, I guess I have it in my head that we don't we're not going to really see Android 13 until Google I.O. in May. But that's not at all true. is nope, it? It's right here on this Pixel oh. 5 that I'm oh holding my in my hand. You already installed it. So um, I did. So I how, did actually. What do you what is it doing stuff as apart from making your phone less stable? Well, this isn't my day-to-day phone. This is just one of the many review phones that I have around here. I needed to learn, though, how to do that new because I haven't done this in a while. I haven't flashed right. anything. Now you can just flash it through the web. Yeah. I learned a couple of things about Windows drivers and why <laughs> Android developers don't like to use Windows. But that's okay. It's good. Sometimes you need to learn these hard things as part of what we do for a living because we need to understand the good and the bad John, John and the Lennon, ugly. John Lennon was wrong only because he died before Windows. If he had he, had he lived long enough, he would have said, you know what? I'm crushing myself. It's not God that is a concept by which we measure our pain. It's the installation of anything with a Microsoft logo on it. Okay, guys. It's not that bad. Uh, Anyway, so listen, I got Android 13 going on here. Um, It's installed. And a lot of what is included in this, like, first developer preview is pretty minor in terms of what we would see, just us plebeian, regular, non-developer folk. The most noticeable thing so far, though, is just the adaptive icons, finally. Right. As far as Um, what you can see. I really am not, I'm not happy with Material U. I think it was oversold, yeah. It's it's a controversial thing, and like, I don't want to, you know, it's beautiful, conceptually. It was very beautiful. And, you know, obviously I want to work towards that, but that's not what we have. And so the adaptive icons at least give me a little bit of notion that there are refinements coming. 
Yeah, and we should remind everybody this is not only just a developer preview, but it's the first developer preview. So this is really designed not even to be used or tested by developers, but to be poked and prodded at by developers. Like this is we're talking about basic, basic, basic infrastructure. Uh, like, and this is why, like in my in my show note, there's there there are a lot of like really really deeply technical blogs that are like talking about oh well the Bluetooth stack has been moved into the system so that it, uh, this the system space so that it can be updated by Google play like okay that's nice tell me more about running windows on on my pick on a, my pixels pixel phone and playing doom on it like the desktop version as like okay settle down andy it's so they've, they've discovered that uh even the develop, developer one release has really hefty supreme virtualization infrastructure built into it um and of course, of course, it's going to be poked at and prodded at uh, an Android developer calling himself K Dragon, a, a zero for the for the O. Kudos for the for Heck the yeah. for the for the uh, Neo speak. Uh, but yeah, so he he said, uh, "Gee, I, there's virtualization here. I wonder if you can get Windows 11, the ARM version of it, running on it. Hey, we can get Windows 11 running on it. I wonder if you can run Doom on a Windows 11 on a Pixel 6. Hey, you can you run try Doom. <laughs> if you can run Doom on a toothbrush, you can run Doom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's 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 the test. It's not a real computer until until it can run Doom and precisely I'll, I'll be damned if just i've, I've got i've got a, a, a macbook in front of me that has that that color touch bar and within two weeks somebody had doom running on that I like remember that five millimeters by by 80 millimeter uh color screen uh but yeah that's pretty cool but it's maybe even uh, it, although it would be cool to think that hey i can virtualize other systems on this that's uh, the the technical explanation seems to be that no no it's going to be there for like another layer of privacy and security. Uh, Ars Technica had a good uh, simple roundup on it, saying that I'm quoting Ars here: Google imagines running the main Android distribution and the protected virtual machine on the device hypervisor, making the virtual machine data a whole extra level of private and secure uh, from even the most restrictive Android settings. For starters, Google wants to use it as a replacement for ARM's trust zone, running things like digital uh, DRM and cryptography work. Google wants to get rid of trust zone because trust zone is full of highly privileged third-party proprietary code and because trust zone is slow. With a faster, secure environment to do work in, Google could start doing more time-sensitive tasks like voice recognition in one of these private VMs. So the idea is that hmm. like, if there's something that is really, really risky in terms of security and privacy uh without uh, w- without notif- without the, any control from the, the the app or the piece of code the uh, android 13 could simply say guess what you think that you're running on an android phone you're actually running on a virtual container inside an android phone so not only would you have to get past all of android security you would also have to break out of that virtualization container as well oh my. which sounds pretty hype Sounds hype. Sounds like it takes a lot of RAM, if you ask me. <laughs> well, fine. Well, ag- like... <laughs> ag- again, as speaking as someone who lives in the Northeast, who had a brush with like eight degree to twelve degree weather, I'm okay with my Pixel Six getting unduly warm for a period of time, uh, strategically chosen when I'm waiting for a bus or a train. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna we're we're gonna have to see how things work. P- part of the fun of Developer Preview One is that none of this stuff has any any code that's functional has not been even close to optimized for battery heat power anything like that so you often it's not it's not officially march or april until you see somebody who 
who who's posted like a, a an infrared image of like how damn hot their phone got when they ran something they wasn't they weren't supposed to at this point. Um, the, but another another cool thing that I had to flag was um, I first read about this in Nine to Five Google, but some others have picked this up. Uh, apparently, uh, the uh, Google has long been promising. Uh, better together quote-unquote integration mm, mm. and although this first seemed like a dunk on apple saying that it's better if we all work together and we have independence uh, what, what hardware we have but it also ter- actually turns out to mean that they're working to create actual features that make hardware work better together uh, and one of the most impressive ones even in developer preview is um so the pix at least on the pixel uh, has the ability to through developer preview one stream android apps directly to from a pixel phone to a Chromebook or PC. And that doesn't mean that, oh, well, look, you've got this window that is uh, duplicate, that is mirroring the the screen of your phone, whatever you do in this little screen on your Chromebook through a web browser or through Windows will also happen. No, 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 no. It is actually streaming an actual specific instance of this app through uh, the web browser and with its own kind of unique little interface. So nothing will be disturbed on the uh, on your phone. If you pick it up, it's not like you will see a direct copy of what you're doing on your Chromebook or, uh, or on the Windows machine. Uh, but you will have essentially Twitter will be can exist as a window uh, on your on your desktop that uh, or on your Chromebook that will be running on the hardware ram and resources of your pixel phone uh you the window at least in developer preview one is also resizable so if you want to have like a tablet size view of a text editor or something it will work just fine that's pretty damn hot uh, they also they also showed um 95 google got it working they also sh- to provide some screenshots where uh, the interface is again a web a web page uh, basically a, a contents of a web browser window but there's also like a panel on the side that shows you system notifications like in proper like material uh, design language so it's all being generated through the web it's not again simply getting pixels off your screen and copying them that could be pretty hot it's, it's obvious how cool this could be for messaging but 95 google reiterates that this could work with everything it doesn't necessarily it's not limited to just one class of apps at least in the developer preview perhaps google will say no no no, this really is just for messaging apps and we're not going to let it work on anything else i don't think it's going to be just for messaging apps i well i think it is going to start like that but um there is a lot of skeptics about like why would i want to do this when you know my chromebook already runs android apps natively like it's already you know coded to do all that sort of emulation and to me, this just sounds like the existing feature that exists on Windows with your phone. Yeah. And I've been testing the Galaxy S22 Ultra, and the S22 Ultra is, you know, Samsung really wants you to check out like the mirroring feature that you can do through your phone. And I've been using it. It's good enough that I can just like go in and check in on my mobile game while I'm, you know, while I'm waiting for my editor to do an edit without having my head down on my phone i'm actually just looking forward at my screen i have it in its own little window and when i'm done i just close the thing or maybe i need to like log into an account and i don't have the password chain saved yeah you know here on my desktop or something just it's just the idea of adding a bit more convenience to your multitasking between devices because ultimately that's what keeps you in the ecosystem is yeah. that ease yeah it's i have to admit that uh 
uh, I reiterate, I haven't had any regrets uh, about getting a Pixel Six instead of like switching back to, I, to, to oh, the good. iPhone. There, but there are times where it's like, oh boy, I'm seeing a lot of upcoming features about how well different Macs and iPads and phones can work together, mm. and that's very, very tempting. I because I've got an iPad Pro, I will get the thing I really, really want, which is that universal control, where mm-hmm. I <clears throat> just simply having the iPad next to my MacBook screen means that I can move the mouse cursor off of the MacBook screen and into the iPad screen. And it's like, oh, Yes, boy. it's cool. That's I like, begrudgingly say. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it's all conjecture. I haven't even installed the beta yet. It's in, it just only late reached the beta. And unfortunately, I only have one Mac that's capable of running like the latest version. And I can't, I can't risk it on a beta of anything, even though we're like, a couple of weeks away from from release but yeah i can't wait to see if this changes my workflows because there there's so many times where i'm work i'm switching from the ipad to the macbook to the ipad to the chromebook and if i could at least make connection between two of them better uh that would be great uh and the ability to simply have my phone also be part of that mix meaning i've just got one big screen or collection of screens and just one keyboard and one mouse i don't have to think about i, I would love to be able to use these music player on my phone as the one truth so to speak for playing media so that i can always be sure that whether i'm watching whether i'm streaming from spotify or using like a locally hosted uh, app that's playing music directly from the device i'm always up to date and it's always the same experience or basically my, my brain is in the same space i don't have to keep adapting to oh wait that's right this is this is the apple music app and things are different here on the desktop than it is elsewhere but yeah it's I'm pretty darn excited about as, as the the thing is developer preview one meaning is means that you're barely seeing anything so you can afford to be excited as you want because uh, Google has not yet promised anything one of the reasons why Google IO is so important is that this is when you Google this is when when Sundar Pichai tucks you into bed asks you if you want one asks you if you need to go to the bathroom give, gives you one last glass of water and reads you a bedtime story called Here's what we're thinking of for the next version of Do you think Android. they'll do that this year? Do you think that they'll invite us to Mountain View? I doubt it. I think I I, I even I, though it's outdoors because our, our mask mandates just lifted in California. Mm-hmm. So I'm I That's feel like point. outdoor things are a go and you know, they're j I feel like they could just eliminate those little booths they used to have. Yeah. Or little domes that they used to make. I don't know. I, I feel a shift. Yeah. I'm no, just saying. I don't know. It's 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 hard to say. I guess I guess all across the industry, we're gonna be figuring out we're gonna be finding out exactly how attached companies and individuals are to moving their butts one thousand, two thousand, three thousand miles across the country, yeah. ten thousand miles across the globe to do something in person where yes, mm-hmm. it's yes, it's lovely to have face to faces when the uh, one of the re- one of the things that I've always treasured about like going to like Apple's like media events in Cupertino is like rarely do I get any information that I couldn't have gotten course, like, either yeah. by watching a live stream or if I had like a face to face meeting with an Apple exec that could have been done via via the phone. But what you really love is that. 30 minutes before they open the doors to the hall and you're just mixing and mingling and you're hearing lots of things and you're comparing notes with a lot of different people that will, that's never something that can be equaled. But the thing is like for someone who's not, who doesn't live in the Bay area, that's always, I'm going to have to lose an entire day just to get there. And then an entire day, like being there and then an entire Mm -hmm. day, like to get back. And that's just minimum. And if Mm -hmm. I decide, and as I 
used to like to do is like if I'm gonna I'm not I'm not gonna spend, take three days out of my calendar just get one day of benefit out of it I'm gonna stay a whole week and I'm gonna arrange meetings with other people and I'm also gonna see friends and I'm also gonna buy comics on uh, on Embarcadero uh, comics at, at the comic shop that I love in San Francisco don't know if it's there anymore but it might be uh, but now it's like here's some it's I've, I've now i've done my budgeting like two or three years in a row without factoring in spending money for all these trips and it's like hey why do i suddenly have eight thousand dollars that oh that's right that's the amount of money that i would have spent gallivanting across the country <laughs> for all of these things and i don't think my work has suffered at all like perhaps mm-hmm. i would much rather have the eight thousand dollars than <laughs> the the selfie in front of the in front of the latest uh, uh google android statue in the statue garden We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Well, we got one more treat to talk about, and we'll talk about that after that. Might be the sweetest treat in the whole gift box. Well, now let's open the third stocking that Google left on our mantle over over Christmas Eve. Um, So uh, there is a new Chrome OS thingy. Uh, our new new instance of Chrome OS. I don't know what to call it. Uh, basically, uh, they they a couple of years ago Google acquired a company uh, that uh, that had been selling to enterprise a tool that lets you turn any or excuse me most Mac laptops, desktops, Windows laptops, desktops into Chrome OS devices for uh-huh. all the devices for all the advantages you think they are. It's a company called Neverware, and the product was called Cloud Ready, uh, and they acquired the company. Uh, I think everybody kind of suspected this not to kill the product. It was because, ooh, wouldn't that be nice to simply say, oh, no, you don't have to buy new laptops. As a matter of fact, you can take all those laptops you were about to take to the recycler and turn those into 140 Chromebooks that will be just spick and span and rough and ready and ready to go in a minute with all the features of a modern Chromebook. Uh, and so they've finally released it to developers as a Chrome OS Flex. And it's pretty damn good. I, uh, it was, mm-hmm. uh, I, I couldn't resist the, again, I had so much stuff to do. I didn't know about this until it actually dropped, but I couldn't resist it. I had to, uh, so that I, something you have to play with. I mean, I mean, so, I want to play with it too, but I yeah. just don't have time to right now. I know. I know. I mean, it's like, and it's so tempting, especially being a, being a pack rat like me and having, you know, <laughs> so, Listen. okay. So here's, here's the, here's the like 20, uh, 20 like uh, 10 year old, 11 year old oh. uh, MacBook that I paid ten dollars for at the MIT flea market, and now it's running Chrome OS. Here's Ugh. the there's back kind of wave room. of memories hit me about that. Yeah, I didn't even own that laptop MacBook situation. Yeah, which I now realize has a bulging battery, and I should probably address that. Anyway, oh god. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it's uh, it doesn't take a it's it's uh, being it's it's installed a lot like a like a Linux distro in which we, you mentioned before. Uh, about uh, seeding via via this web tool, this web plugin that uh, Chrome plugin that uh, Google has. So mm-hmm. basically, you, you essentially launch the Chrome OS recovery tool. You select from a pop up list. Uh, I want to, I want to rec- uh, create a Chrome OS flex like recovery slash USB. You find <laughs> you oh, go flex. through you go through a huge collection that your shoebox full of USB drives to find the one. That I've I've got plenty that are like 128 gigs, 256 gigs, you know, 512 gigs, really really useful. I've got plenty that are totally useless, like one gig, 512 megs, like two gigs, four gigs, uh, and I had so few that were large enough to be a boot drive for this. 
but not so big that I didn't want to sacrifice it and use it for something else. But yeah, I found one. Uh, you prepare this, then you can, just like uh, with a Linux distro, you can boot off of this and give it a test drive. If you like it, you can then install it and replace uh, the native operating system with it. And I think I tried four computers with it, maybe three or four, uh, of which only one worked flawlessly. Uh, this is again developer uh, developer preview. They're not they're not designating this an actual enterprise uh, or consumer release yet. But I was surprised that uh, even the ones that didn't work, they mostly worked. But they on the one that really worked completely, it really was I'll be damned like a real Chromebook. And before then, like the reason the, the reason why like this MacBook was kind of stuck where it was is because obviously at some point uh, Windows stops making updates available. Uh, Mac stopped getting updates, so basically you're you're frozen in uh, you're you're frozen in the Obama administration uh, or the George W. Bush administration. People people have been getting it working on like twelve, thirteen year old notebooks. Mm-hmm. They're, it's very very flexible. There, uh, Google is providing a list of machines that they know work and show you, and they'll tell you does it work completely or are there are a few problems, so you know what you're getting into before you get in there. But yeah, it went from this thing that was more of a curio, and honestly, the reason why I primarily bought it was that, ooh, that's a really, really beautiful, expensive LCD screen for $10 that I can hork out of there and build into something else. But now it's like, ooh, I kind of like having like this Chromebook with a, with a video output like in my in my living room with attached to a screen i haven't i the one machine that i really want to try it on is this old imac that i have that i've been keeping it's been on a high high shelf only because it looks pretty up there and so i i was too busy to get the ladder down to see if it'll actually work but if i can actually restore that to something functional as a chrome os device and keep it on a desktop where it's handy that would be pretty pretty swell are all the imacs when you refer to imacs are we referring to the candy shell Oh no! Series. They, no, the the uh, they 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 they've kept the the brand name forward for the all-in-one desktop machine. Now it's that's what I thought. Now this like flat panel thing on a very sexy little curved aluminum. Oh stand. duh! Wow, yeah. I'm sorry. I guys, I'm so tired. I completely tired. forgot about that era. I even We're... had one of those iMacs. It was given to me at work when I worked at Mac Life Magazine because <laughs> I did write about this stuff at one point in my life. But my goodness. I definitely have lost track of just like how many years it's been. I know. It's happening to me, guys. I'm I understand now why everybody complains about this so-called aging thing. Not that I'm complaining about aging. I'm just saying. I'm Again, tired. Just just today, because I'm old, I've forgotten the actually what it is, but someone mentioned like on Reddit or something. So oh well, yeah, I can't, I can't believe this was like a quarter century ago. <laughs> and I'm like, come come on. Like, 1998 wasn't a quarter. Oh my god, 1998 was yeah. in fact a quarter century ago. We can actually term we can actually speak in terms of fractions of a century without being ironic or sarcastic about it but but yeah no this is i think this is this is one of the nicest things that google has come out with i hope i hope that when they come out with a they 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 mentioned that they're not aggressively positioning this as a consumer thing although all you have to do is fill out just an address form and they'll let you have it uh, i think they're really aggressively saying for schools and for enterprise uh for, than for anything else but the number of times where uh, the, the, the number of people that I've seen that are still running like Windows 7, uh, which is, again, no more support, no more security updates, doesn't have any of the security infrastructure of, of uh, Windows 11. And you can instantly upgrade it to something that's modern, hardened, protected, has incredible security infrastructure. And I mean, I uh, and I lost my parents uh, a while ago, but if they were still with us, it's like I would try to be talking to my talking my dad into 
like, yeah, I know you just bought this Windows 10 laptop mm-hmm. like five years ago, but here's things that here's the things that will ways it'll work better if you allow me to put it on put Chrome OS on it instead. Where it, Dad, it will just work. You know how like every week you're calling me to ask me to come down to fix something because you can't it can't connect to Wi-Fi anymore or it downloaded some sort of an update and now this like what if it just plain worked? <laughs> and what what if anytime you you really did need a desktop app? I would come right down with a loaner MacBook and you could just borrow that for as long as you needed that one app. And I'm surprised I would be very surprised if that would happen more than twice, twice a year, dad, that it's just so reliable and so slim down. Again, it doesn't do it. It doesn't do everything a laptop can do, but both you and I have used Chromebooks as part of our daily drivers for a long, long time. And, uh, it's just, it's just such a beautiful way to take things out of the closet, out of the landfill, uh, and turn them into useful, safe, productive parts of society. Okay, hold on. Before we finish this, before we put a lid on this bit, I'm going to manifest something for myself. Pink netbook running (laughs) Chrome OS Flex. I'm going to put it around somewhere under nine inches. So I want something really made for the purse. Okay. Okay. This is what we're going for this year. That That would be so fun. That would be a lot. That would be. We, we we're we're both lovers of like netbooks, not not for their how like back in the day they were like really really low powered and they could barely function. Them. But yeah, there I I still have I still have the tiny little like nine inch screen HP netbook that I can find them on eBay now. Yeah. Like people are putting them up on there, and so I've been thinking about possibly getting one, having a little fun with it. But like I don't want anything to do with Linux. That scares me. Yeah, I <laughs> but I'll do a Chrome OS. Yeah, see, that's that's going to be an interesting discussion because I've I've also been messing around with like uh, I've in the past year I've become aware of even more aggressive uh, like user friendly versions of Linux like like Pop OS yeah I know literally called Pop exclamation point OS and they're that's so cute they're, they're adorable <laughs> and they're, they're very very good they're they're as as a matter of fact one of the machines that I test drove uh, uh, Chrome OS Flex on was like my thirty two dollar uh, pop os uh based uh 11 inch uh, thinkpad and it was like uh, okay i'm not going to install it on this because i kind of like pop os i forgot how much i enjoy it but the, the the question becomes when people write about how easy and mac like and consumer friendly it is are they speaking as consumers who have trust tested it out or are they speaking as tech writers who remember how ungodly trialific old testament god wrath it is to try to get even a modern mature linux like mint uh, linux running on a modern pc this is why i just want something easy <laughs> yeah i can I, I appreciate a tinkerer i don't want to do it myself yeah <laughs> exactly that's it see this is this is our lot in life this is this is how our relatives think of us <laughs> not, not just give me not for the next 18 years at least because ever since i signed up for this whole parenting thing oh, my my free time has dwindled <laughs> so uh well oh well. well i think that wraps up everything that was again it was a hell of a hell of a week a lot of really cool 
uh, inf- a lot of cool stuff, most of which is the, my favorite kind of stuff. Not, hey, look, there's a new kind of digital watch out there that actually has a little lens you can start emergency fires with. It's No, this is interesting stuff that could become more interesting as time goes by and as the technology steepens, mellows, develops, and people start fighting over it. Mm-hmm. And nobody's wearing anything. <laughs> exactly. Well, I'm I'm in a hoodie, so... Sorry, I meant nobody's wearing any of the technology oh, that we're talking go. about. Got it, got it. <laughs> well, uh, so I, that's going to be it for this week. So, Flo, anything you want people to know about? You've got that huge, huge, huge the the the, the temporary dark and dark dark circles under your eyes uh, from immense amounts of taking pictures on this new Samsung phone and putting it through its paces. And this is just the first Samsung phone. Hold on. Cause I have to do the second Samsung phone next. So that uh, starts tomorrow. So just stay tuned to gizmodo.com. Yeah. And I already plugged our podcast earlier. You know, which podcast that is gadgets gadgets. Uh, and we'll, and we're going to be talking, we're going to have, I'm sure you're going to be talking about uh, once you're left, when you can, once you can say the word Samsung without one of your eyes twitching, which is usually what happens to me, like after I've been immersed two weeks before when a, an embargo lifts or whatever. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it le- next you week. You think that just because these things are like handheld that they're easy? No, this is a whole every every device has a story. Every gadget has a tale. <sighs> and sometimes they drink a lot and they just garble at you. And you know that they you know that from their perspective, they're getting into some heavy, heavy stuff, and so they need to talk, get this stuff out. But you don't understand half of what they're saying. Oh, that's for sure. Uh, I don't. As for me, uh, you'll 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 probably hear me saying mean spirited things about Mark Zuckerberg tomorrow, <laughs> or uh, if you go to uh, no, he w- won't. They'll be well intentioned. I'll say, of course, I I speak out of love. I can say these things because it comes from a say, place as, of love. As, as much as you can get on public radio. <laughs> exactly. Ooh, that's right. I, can't. I, I, have to, I have to see if I can use words like major snickerdoodle like on, yeah, on see, the air. It's not like I, you're on Sirius or, you know, because <laughs> they're still paying Howard Stern or Spotify, which is still paying Rogan. So, you know. Mm. Oh, well. Uh, so go to WGBHnews.org to take a look at that uh, or go to my uh, Instagram, my Twitter feed, excuse me, I'm an Atko on both of those, I-H-N-A-T-K-O. So that is going to do it for us for this week. We hope you tune in to us again next week. Until then, everybody have a happy, safe, and healthy seven days. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone.